is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, doctors, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists, where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door, where truth drops like an atom bomb and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week, we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jared Johnson, and I'm with Peter Balistrieri. What's up? What's up? How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. Uh, I, I almost just started calling you Triple B just because, I mean, your DJ name, you know, still comes to mind half the time. <laughs> so I almost said like Triple Peter and it just didn't come out right. That, that wouldn't have been right. But then I just, I would respond by Master J because that's what we do, right? That is what we do. I mean, when we see each other on the street, we're like, Master. You know? <laughs> Triple. <laughs> right. Right. Just like that. I mean, one other thing I know about you, though, Peter, uh, since uh, we've been getting to know each other a little better mm. is you know that you're a Brewers fan an unapologetic Brewers fan I am and as they're in the middle of a pennant race in the National League which is pretty exciting a non-baseball type thing kind of came up the, yeah. this is an interesting story but it actually has to do with social media so we're going to tie this back into marketing I was wondering if you were going to bring this up that's really good okay let's let's talk so the All-Star Game uh, happened recently yeah a little couple weeks ago and and this is major league baseball and everyone was having a great time then you had uh, the brewers uh, reliever josh hader h-a-d-e-r hader right, right he's having a phenomenal year he's one of the best middle didn't relievers. have a good all-star game though no he got lit up a little bit in the all-star game in the in, on the field and and, <laughs> and in the stands and off the field <laughs> so for those of you who didn't hear this story so josh hader was pitching in the all-star game and as he was doing that uh, someone dug up some old tweets of his. So when he was 17, he tweeted some awful, awful things. Right. Like very hate-driven. Hate, hate very hate-driven mm -hmm. things towards lots of different groups of people in society. Right. They're terrible things. Mm -hmm. uh, he's 24 now, so that was seven years ago. And I guess he never deleted any of these old tweets. And so they were out there. And what happens during the game, somebody started retweeting what he had tweeted seven years ago. And you could literally see around the stadium, people were on their phones seeing what kinds of nasty things he had tweeted all those years ago. And so by the time he even came off the field after the game, from a couple of different stories I've read, his wife, his family, his parents, they were all pretty nervous because they were all wearing hater jerseys right, to right. the game. Yeah. And they didn't even want to walk out of the stadium. They felt a little scared that you know they might get roughed up or something or yelled at or whatever. They actually turned the the jerseys inside out. Yeah, yeah. That, that I mean, that's scary. That is scary. And so there are so many different lessons from this. But mm -hmm. luckily, I want to say it, it. It almost feels like it has. I mean, there's no happy happy ending to this, but it almost it feels like it's taken a 
a turn for the better since then because he realized those things. He basically said those things in no way represent who I am now. I said some terrible things. You know, who I am now is not who I was then. And he apologized more than one on many different occasions. Right. And since then, his very first game back at home, his very first home game since then, my understanding is he actually received a standing ovation from the crowd. Yeah, and he um, did actually. Because I think people knew that this had the very potential for his life to be ruined mm-hmm. by all these things he said. So I don't know, lot, lots of different angles on it. Yeah, but I think he owned up to it. I think that's one of the best things that someone can do in that in that situation is whether he had help from the Brewers PR or not, he said the right things. He said, hey, I these are things that I put out there seven years ago when I was in high school. Certainly not a mature individual at that point, in no way represent who I am now. As an adult, seven years is a long time. You can have a lot of experiences. You can do a lot of growing. Look, he got married. He now plays professional baseball. There's just so many things that happen. And I think I think it was good that he acknowledged it and that he took responsibility for it. That's a key. So I think that's where I think people are giving him a little, you know, leeway there. But I was embarrassed by him. I'm a again, an unapologetic Brewer fan. I was watching the game and one of my friends texted me and and showed me the tweets. And I immediately my heart sank for him because I, I felt terrible because right away you know that he probably doesn't feel that way anymore about those things. And then I questioned when those tweets came out. And, you know, then we get into this kind of what we, we had that conversation, Jared, that slippery slope of do you use hate to show hate somewhere else? Meaning, could these tweets have been shared at a different time? Why did they have to be shared during his moment in that All-Star game? And, and there's some question there. I think there's a, definitely some malicious intent there. So, yes, those tweets that he tweeted out were atrocious and definitely something that is not acceptable but was it good to put out those tweets when they went out it's kind of a tough call i don't know what are your thoughts i think that um one doesn't begat the other it's it's a tough call on that one i agree it's an eye for an eye so you know it kind of comes back to literally like how how you feel like justice can be served and so it's just one of those things it is a slippery slope when it comes down to it so i'm glad one way or the other that his teammates and the crowd seem to have understood and, and believed he's genuine in his apologies and i'm hopeful that we'll hear more stories like this at the end of the day yeah. that we'll hear that people understand and then there's always a cautionary tale side of it of don't say stuff like that on right. social media right so exactly on that side of it why don't we uh flip ourselves right into the rap battle. I love it. Let's do it. Rap battle. So some of you have been listening to us from the beginning. And we appreciate that. Yeah. So some of you have been listening to us from the very first episode and uh, we thank you for that. And we thank you for those who have joined us since then as well. For those of you who have heard this before. This is the rap battle. This is the kind of the, the main segment of the podcast where we talk about an assumption that's out there about healthcare marketing that we feel has been holding us back, quite frankly. Uh, we feel like it's something we need to challenge. We feel like the status quo in this area needs to be challenged, yeah. basically. Yeah. And so today we are all social media and 
kind of at a high level. We're kind of looking at all channels all together. And we want to look at the thought about kind of where social media is today. Yeah. The latter half of 2018, where is social media? Where's our strategy when it comes to marketing? And the question is, is social media on autopilot? So it's a great question. Yeah. So where that that's coming from is the assumption that we're challenging is that with more tools and data to kind of automate our social media, that that's all we need, Mm -hmm. that social media is almost coming down to an algorithm that we create ourselves. So hear this out. If we do what basically we're quote unquote supposed to be doing in social media marketing these days, we are examining our engagement data. We are, we have some KPIs. We know whether we are making progress or not on those things. And we are using that data to inform future decisions. So we know what types of posts on Instagram perform the best, which ones get the most engagement and the most reach, and which ones are connecting the most and which ones have some kind of business value. So we're using that data. And then if we've you know done, again, what we quote unquote should be doing, we have tools to help us. It could be something as basic as a Hootsuite or a Sprout Social. There are dozens, if not hundreds of these tools. And, and today's goal isn't to examine each of those tools themselves. It's just the thought of as we do that, we have to be careful at this point, just to not let everything go on autopilot. Mm -hmm. And so we're just wondering, you know, are we still thinking about it enough? Because we, it seems like we still need the human element there. We still need to think, uh, not just because things change uh, and new features are being released all the time. I mean, two years ago, we were all talking about Periscope and Facebook Live. And what about uh, even... um what was the one on Twitter? The six second one. Oh, Vine. 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 Yeah. yeah, remember that? Yeah. What was that thing? Right. I can't <laughs> even remember. I used it quite, actually, quite uh, successfully in a, in a campaign, and I couldn't remember. That was terrible. Yeah. No, I agree. So I think from my standpoint on this, because uh, I I've done a lot of social media marketing, if you will, over the past decade, and. I agree with you. I think what it comes down to is two things. I think you have to understand what your strategy is for social media. I like when when there's discussions about what does social media mean in your go-to-market strategy. I don't think it can just be the standalone thing. It has to be integrated into your overall strategy, right? It's not enough to just, you can't just leave it out by itself anymore. It's, it's something that has to be woven into a strategy from a timing standpoint, from a content standpoint, from a linking to other things standpoint, you know, a, a connector standpoint, if you will. But then on top of that, with the proliferation of all of these different dashboards, like you said, Sprout Social, Hootsuite, things like that, When you take those and then you take your strategy and you put those together, I think some people have gotten into the trap of not having a clear strategy. So the dashboard provided a almost a crutch and you got into that, which equals. So this is like a little bit of like an arithmetic here. Not a good strategy plus a dashboard equals autopilot. And I think when you're in healthcare marketing, at least from how I look at it, is we've got to, you have to have the human element when it comes to social media marketing. I will just say this, there are far too many examples of terrible autopilot fails that have happened, right? We've, we've all seen them in articles, you know, an insensitive tweet goes up because it was set on autopilot and 
some terrible situation happened in the world and then this autopilot tweet went out and it looked like no, they had no care in the world about it when they throw it out there. So from that standpoint, that's why kind of using social media on autopilot is a terrible thing. That's, that's an easy way to say not to make it go on autopilot. But from the standpoint of content and the industry that you're in, I think it takes a human to understand what you're really going after. What is your strategy? What is there a new procedure? Is there a new doctor? Is it a new technology? This is content that can't be thrown out there like in a template and, and put on autopilot, I think. So I think that you have, to, you have to go back to your strategy, understand the world you're in and what you're trying to get out to, the, to your followers. And the dashboard can be a means to help you get it out, but there still has to be some there still has to be a lot of thought behind what it is. And I took a long way around to get to that, but it's, I think it's just very important that there is a, a definite human element of strategy mixed with the dashboard, and I think you'll get a much better outcome on the back end. Then. Well, I like that, and I kind of add that to this thought of, it feels like the, the market, as far as major social channels goes, yeah, the market has been, it almost feels like the market has settled down for a little bit, meaning there hasn't been a major social media channel come up in the realm of 100, 200, 300 million monthly users since Snapchat, really. Right. So, you know, you've, you've had a lot of developments, a lot of new features on things. You know, the latest now on Instagram, you've got IGTV, which is the, you know, uploading for an hour, you know, videos that are up to an hour long. Mm -hmm. Then you also have stories and you have just your standard posts there as well. So, yeah, there's all sorts of new features coming out all the time still, but there hasn't been a new channel come yeah. up in a few years, really, where we've, we as marketers, where we've had to drop what we're doing, research it, create an account, learn what it is, and see if it fits into our strategy. We haven't had to do that in a couple of years, and I almost wonder if between that and the development of, the, of new tools and more familiarity with data that... We have to be careful and guard against what you were saying, Peter. We we still have to have the human element in it, or else you know we you run the risk of almost you know social media losing its soul, you know, of just yeah. like not yeah. not really doing its part. It's definitely plateaued in terms of channels. I think it's one of those things where, as a marketer, you long for that that new channel. That, like you said before, what's something where we can log on, sign up, see how we could use a new a new way to market something in your particular field? And we've missed that for a long time. But alongside of it, there have been, I would say, air quotes, improvements to some of the channels or to some of the, the platforms as well. And why I say air quotes is they've made changes that have sometimes hurt a marketer. We're going through that a little bit right now with some of the videos that we put out with uh, when you want to boost or promote things. There have been some very stringent new rules that they've overlaid on what you can what you can boost and what you can promote. And from a healthcare standpoint and showing certain kinds of uh, procedures and things like that, they're getting real funny about that. And I think the reason is, to tell you the truth, it's kind of the, I'll use the analogy of the work from home analogy. I think, you know, when, when a, a boss first starts and everybody wants to work from home and then there's a couple people that abuse it and then no one gets to work from home. So now what you're, what's happening is, is on like Facebook, you had people putting out videos with like warnings or something like that. And it all, they were using it, like these companies were using it as, as clickbait, kind of that 
find out what happens next, you know, that kind of a thing. And it worked. And I think Facebook is getting savvy to that. So it's almost like what's good for the goose is good for the gander. But unfortunately, with organizations that are, are truly trying to educate people, uh, make people aware of certain kinds of procedures or technologies, it's hurting them. So a couple things. We don't have a new platform. So we've plateaued there. And they've made changes to the platforms that we as marketers have to deal with a little bit. And so I'm, I'm interested to see if we get any feedback from uh, anybody else that's listening that these changes, while we're not having any new platforms out there, how those affected your strategies or plans. Because I, it's been a, kind of a new thing here for us as well. You know, this, is just, uh, this is just how my mind works. You said goose, and I thought... <laughs> <laughs> A singular goose is a goose. Yes. Plural is geese. Yes. But not for moose. A singular moose is a moose, but right. a plural moose is moose. Yeah, it's not meese. It's not meese. <laughs> right. I had to explain this to one of my kids the other day, yeah. and they're like, what gives? <laughs> yeah, the English like, language. What can you say? I'm like, I got nothing. You right. know, just Google it. You'll see. You'll, you'll figure out the rest. Right. You exactly. know, I just got nothing. So terrible. Yeah. Sorry, I'm terrible. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, well. But interesting right. stuff, though. Well, we'll, we'll circle this back because yeah. you know we are wordsmiths in this in this field, so we have True. to figure this stuff out. You know, True. you don't want to put something out there. You don't want to put a post out there about meese. No, not me at all. You really don't. Right. So that's awesome. That's terrible. So here's my other thought on this. So, what can we do to keep social media from going on autopilot? Because the answer isn't regression in terms of using data and the right tools. We want to use those to our advantage. That That is to our strategic advantage. But here's one thought that what I've shared a lot in the past is just a rule of thumb and it's it's worked for me so far. This doesn't even matter how much time you or your team have to spend on social media. It's how you divvy up that time. Mm-hmm. So if you, have, if you have a pie, it doesn't matter how big the pie is. It's just how you're slicing it up. So there's two major sides of social media. There's the publishing and there's the engagement. Right. And the publishing, I'd wrap up everything that has to do with it, uh, the scheduling, the planning, the creation of the content, the strategy behind it, and the actual publishing of, of those posts, of right. those videos, those links or whatever. So all of that I can wrap up into the publishing side. And then on the other side, the other half of this pie is engagement. So that's the what, what we all know of uh, the community management side of it, the reacting, the responding, replying, liking, sharing, retweeting, commenting on other people's. Curating. Curating, yep. yeah. Yep. Yeah, following other people, checking out who else is out there, seeing what they're posting. All that I wrap up into engagement. And so here's the rule of thumb. You take the pie and you split it right down the middle. At least, you know, whenever I hear about social media in, in conferences and other podcasts, just put anywhere else out there in the industry, 90 plus percent of that time we're talking about the publishing side. Yeah. And we don't want to neglect the engagement side because this is actually one way we keep social media from going on autopilot. If we're focused too much on what are we going to say? What are we going to say? What are we going to tell other people? What do we want to get out there? Then that means we're not listening. Right. If that pie is unbalanced, then we're not listening enough. And that is where... It's mentioned a little bit, like I said, maybe 10% of the time out there in the, in the industry. But we have to realize like, that's at least as valuable as what we're posting is the listening and the retweeting and the commenting on other people's posts because we are building relationships there. And those are the types of relationships you imagine a patient who's 
either they or their family create a Facebook page for them because you know they're in a fight against cancer. Right. When the hospital or tell you what, or the pharma company that supplies the chemo drug that that patient is on, anyone involved can jump right in here and mm-hmm. like or share or comment on that Facebook page. I'm telling you, like that that will mean more to them than any direct marketing you're ever going to do to them. So we're, we're missing a major opportunity if we're neglecting engagement at the, you know, at, because of we're focused on other things. Well, I agree with that. And, you know, I, I agree with you in terms of the division of that, because social media at, at its heart is a two-way street. It's conversation, right? So you have to listen as well as you talk. And I think as marketers, I think we it's quick. We can quickly lose sight of that when you're building plans and you're thinking strategies and you're thinking about what your messaging is. Is it on point? Are you saying the right things? And then you add in the healthcare part of it, and it's like, are you saying it correctly? Are you know, are you taking something that could be a very high level clinical idea and you're laymanizing it? Are you are you getting it right? You know, so a lot of times you're not worried about what the, the engagement's going to be. You're just worried that you, did we get it out there, right? And did we get it on time? Or is it in line with an observance? Is it coming out in Childhood Care and Awareness Month? You know, So whatever it is, all of that, that one side kind of overtakes the other side. And I will say this with, I've seen this happen before, when you have a good engagement, it's more valuable than the post itself. And case in point, I listened to, I uh, went to one of the the Reagan conferences a, a while back, and uh, the guy from uh, Coke was one of the keynoters. And they have developed, because of, specifically because of this pie chart that you've been talking about, they developed a measurement system, a metric system. It's proprietary to them that, and it's, I'm going to oversimplify, but basically, when they, any post that they put out, they have numbers that they assign to certain things. A like is like one point. A share might be three points, but a comment is like five points, either negative or positive. Because what it's doing is it is eliciting a response out of somebody. And then what they said then too is if you can delight that customer, then it's like they added like an extra, like it's almost like a bonus. So they almost like gamified their social media because they know that the engagement was so important because that's important to their brand is that kind of feeling of, I'm part of this, I'm part of this this Coke family, this everyone that drinks this amazing drink, whatever it happens to be. They want to engage with you on that level. And that's where they put all of their effort into that. So take that with whatever you have, but I think it's the engagement is so important. And if you're in healthcare, how important is it when someone says, you put out a post and then someone says, yes, this doctor is the best. And you're literally getting a little ad for you right there. And when someone says, my, my son or daughter went to this doctor and she is awesome. PCH is awesome. We see that all the time. If we're not responding to that, then we're missing out on, on basically closing the loop on a, on a two-second ad or a, or a little visual ad that, that's been created for us. It's essentially what it is because you're getting a third-party basically comment right there, a positive comment right there. I mean, it's a, it's kind of unbelievable when you think about it. You know, it's a, what else is unbelievable? What's that? Like this conversation. It's, it has been engaging. It has been engaging. Really How many has. points do you give it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to subtract a couple for myself for the dad jokes and things. <laughs> so I don't know. 
I may be at a negative yeah, here well, on this one. Josh Hader's certainly still at a negative, but he, he might come back. But <laughs> he's yeah, trending upward. He's trending <laughs> upward. Yes. Yes. Here exactly. This has been a great conversation. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully some of this helps. I think we'll come back to this topic a lot because we could go over some more of the specific strategies for new features on channels, and 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 that's worthwhile too because you know we want to make sure we we spend the right amount of time on that. But again, not at the expense of engagement elsewhere. So, hey, well done. Rap battle. Another one in the books. And we win it. Every time. Every time. I mean, I'm just going to say it every time. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to do something a little different today. We're going to we're gonna pass on freestyle because right. we've got something else in store for you. We've got another mic drop. Oh, I can't wait. So this mic drop is a little different. We've only done this, I think, once before. So mic drop is a segment where... I'm just going to throw it out there. This is this is going to be a world debut. Debut. A world debut of a new healthcare rap. And this was actually prepared on a topic that there's a conference I spoke at in April at uh, at HITMIC, HITMC, the Healthcare IT PR and Marketing Conference. Okay. The one and only. The one. It's one of my favorite conferences. And my good friend Matt Fisher and I spoke on how marketing and legal kind of work together for social media policy. So how do you know when... What are you allowed to say? Mm-hmm. So it compounded the all the thoughts that we have of like, what should we say with marketing? It's like, what can you say? What are you allowed to say? We gave some specific scenarios about when there's a merger or an acquisition, when there, when there are business things that you need to and want to get out there on social media. What are this, the legal implications on those things? And so this rap is uh, about what you can and can't see on social media. So we're going to try this and then we'll come, uh, we'll come and wrap up at the end. Nice. Excellent. Can't wait to hear it. Because you can't, you won't, you can't say that. They say you can't, you won't, you can't say that. Because you can't, you won't, you can't say that. Are you really sure we can't say that? You're frozen, you've chosen, like tight later hosing. You let something itch you, you let it restrict you. Like Kelly Ripa, you're biting your lip. Why so nervous? Well, because HIPAA, today's the day you got something to say on social media. But your criteria, say that you and your crew gotta do a review. So get a clue before you do something you might regret. Better lightly tread. You never can be too careful, they said. But your policy, well, it's flawed, you see. And now your marketing is nothing but monotony. You want your voice heard, but it's absurd how there's so much debate over so few words. You can't act alone, maybe throw them a bone. But then once again, you're stuck in the twilight zone. You can't, you won't, you can't say that. They say you can't, you won't, you can't say that. Come on, you can't, you won't, you can't say that. Actually, I'm pretty sure we can say that. So do you post it? Cause most days you sound milk toast. When you can't decide an opportunity died. When you waffle, it's awful, and you'll get a jawful from your boss who says, of course it's lawful. So come on, Bob, just do your job. You resign yourself and you say no prob. You're still unsure, but hey, there's a cure. Just publish the post and sound like you're sure. So after all, now you make the call. You publish the post and now you're standing tall. Now marketing's happy, but you feel crappy. If this goes south, it falls in your lappy. On second thought, you start to sweat a lot. Everyone's happy now, right? Not because swooping in like an eagle or a hungry beagle. Walking fast down the hall, here comes legal. We all know what that means, right? Or do we? Stand a cheek to cheek, you think you're up a creek Ready to polish up your resume later this week Make no illusion, you see no solution But stick around for the exciting conclusion Cause when both parties able, you sit 
sit at the table and you have a happy ending like a Aesop's fable. Before you bail, the moral of our tale is when marketing and legal talk, you never fail. Like Santa Claus with his pointed hat saying, yes, Virginia, you can say that. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Man, using milk toast in that rap, brilliant. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> I do have to say that's one of my favorite Beastie Boys songs too. So uh, you can't beat that flute loop. That's beautiful. What a drop in. I really don't think there's anything else to say today other than, you know, we'll invite people to engage with us Yeah. yeah. on Twitter at Healthcare Wrap and on the World Wide Web at healthcarewrap.com. And, you know, if it falls in your lappy, you know, then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we better go because, you know, on behalf of Peter and myself, that's a rappy. Oh, no. 